Oh, hello. Welcome to my little woodland cabin. Yes, I am a talking fox. We can move on from that. But you're far ways away from any city. It's not too often I have people stumbling here unless... Unless they're looking for me specifically. Well, come in, come in. Watch your tail on the way in. And if you do lose it, I have glue. I have it stockpiled at this point for mine. Welcome to this little cabin in the middle of the woods. I like to call it the foxhole. Sit down, sit down. Oh, let me clear these potions from the chairs. Nope. That is alcohol. Similarly important. May I offer you a drink? I have potions and then also rum. Water? Ah. Usually people who seek my raggedy hide aren't cowards. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Hydrate or dihydrate. I'll be just one moment. I have tap. Anyways, tell me. What might I be able to help you out with, my fellow creature of the night? Oh? Mystical and esoteric knowledge of all things otherworldly and bizarre? Oh, damn. Yeah, I've got that right here. What do you mean we're not in a tiny cabin in the woods? What do you mean we're in a home or an apartment or in a car or going for a jog or- Oh! Oh, this is a podcast. Yeah, this is a skit. You think I'd be able to tell by now. And you'd also think that at this point I'd avoid eating the little red mushrooms with the white specks. Hello there. My name's Forsetti Fox. Or you can also call me Aaron, that's my real name. But I am a fox witch who is also an actor and also a musician. You can check out my Bandcamp or Spotify or other websites. I am F-O-R-S-E-T-I Fox. Uh, anyway, I wanted to start a new project and I wanted to start a project to use my theater degree because I can't act in actual theaters right now because COVID. And I settled on podcasting because video editing seems to be like a lot of work that I don't want to do. And also my friends already do live stream plays and I want to be original. But I'm also fully a witch and it's October now and weird spooky things are my favorite thing to talk about. So I want to talk about weird spooky things for this podcast's theme. I'm also going to not just stick with ghosts and aliens though. And I also don't want to make a true crime podcast. So I'm going to be branching out into just anything in the weird, esoteric, bizarre, often unexplained, but sometimes real-world stories of the world. The premise of the show is I throw my BFA in musical theater out the window, get drunk, have a friend on the show as a guest, and then just throw weird stories at them for no reason. I just need a second person to riff off of, because if I talk to myself, I'll probably be, like, slightly less funny. But also, I'm a furry, which is why there's a lot of, like, furry art on the channel. I have a lot of fur friends, and this is an easy community to get a following from, especially since I'm going to be getting a fursuit soon. Am I becoming a popifier and monetizing off of it by having all these people follow me because of my suit and then seeing ad companies see the numbers and then give me ad deals? Probably. Anyway, welcome to my little weird neck of the woods, and welcome to Foxo Esoterica. The intro to the show will be much shorter in the future. That might also just be a whole lie. It might be a lot longer depending on if I have things going on. Anyway, here's my guest. And when I say that, I mean here's Segway music.
switch on the back also, which changes the re- re- direction of the recording. So that's oh. why I'm testing right now, because okay. you can hear the difference. Well, I'm sitting back comfortably, and I don't know if I'm going to have to sit forward. Hey, Peter! Hey, oh, this Peter. is already louder. Hey, Peter! Say something loud. I'm Peter! I wanted to keep that in, because we were testing the audio quality, and it was really good. Yeah, we were riffing and rapping. Uh, forgot completely what i said in the intro i recorded this yesterday i recorded the intro yesterday rafting um okay that's actually i remember i'm st- i'm stupid hello and welcome to foxo esoterica the podcast where i throw weird shit at a random person oh. except for today the episode is absolutely the first episode is going to be wrong it's going to be a form that i do not maintain because the person i'm recording with is in the room with me and has also read the script i have I mean, I threw it at you, like the concepts. Oh, okay, good. Core concepts. Good. Uh, here's my not brother, Alex. Ah. Not a fox, a real person. No, human, actually. I'm not. Yeah. You can't verify that on Weird. the podcast medium. <laughs> and today, uh, you're going to hear us recording our trial because it was funny. Trial. But then after that, we're going to talk about the... Es- I'm going to actually make sure it's recording because I'm a fucking dumbass. Okay, we're brilliant. Yeah, we're recording. Uh, look at us. Look at us. We're I have to get my it. script up again. Uh. Anyway, the um topic for today is one that's going to be very near and dear to my heart and also very much so a sellout because I'm going to end it with a true paranormal uh, experience that I went through once. Because I feel like that's a really interesting way to pull in a crowd. Because it's, it's just really easy to look at this true story <laughs> yeah. I did. He could be making it up. Yeah, probably not, though. Cause he's not, but he's not. Fucking trustworthy. <laughs> I could make up a story. Watch this. Oh, you can't. It's a podcast. Nah, I can't, I can't lie to them. Can't watch anything. <laughs> I hearing, can't lie right to their faces. The hearing medium. I feel bad. It's not even my audience. Aurie. Unless it is. We're going to be talking about local legends to the town of which I grew up in, Kalamazoo, Michigan. That's actually the town, the city closest to where I grew up in, because I grew up in Schoolcraft, <laughs> no, Michigan. No, no, we're from, we're from Kalamazoo. We're from Kalamazoo. We're from Kalamazoo. I was there enough. Yeah, we're there right now. Today I'm going to be pulling from my encyclopedia, Irumabu Phantasma, all things related to ghosts and such, but I also do have a couple of references I do want to name drop. As we do different stories in relationship to the Kalamazoo legends, I'm going to be giving you the independent websites and articles I pulled from. But I do want to talk about the two most books of which I got the majority of my information from. The Haunted History of Kalamazoo, written by both Nicole Bray and Robert Duchesne. And Weird Michigan. I'm going to have to do some typey typing, so edit this out, Aaron. Because I know Linda Godfrey wrote it. Oh, Linda, I'm sorry. Linda Godfrey wrote it, but somebody else fucking produced it. Um, because weird states or whatever is like a project by two people where they're like, "Hey, other author, fucking write this for me." Mark Moran and Mark Skewerman. Skewerman are the f- producers, I guess. But Linda S. Godfrey, the absolute best person in the whole world, in my opinion, the probably entire best person would worship her in a heartbeat. Yeah. Wrote the book, Haunt Weird Michigan. She knows more than the internet. She knows more of it. than I do. She, yeah. And I am <laughs> the I'm font of esoteric knowledge. <laughs> I'm from Kalamazoo. What in the world? Yes. What is she from, Wisconsin? She is. How does she... <laughs> she comes here a lot. Some I'm, dogs or I'm something. man. <laughs> and I'm flattered. I'm, quite frankly... The more we flatter her, the easier it is to get her as a guest on the show. Yeah, Linda Godfrey, listen... 
It would mean a lot. I did send you an email once. Yeah, why didn't you respond? <laughs> I know you're busy, but also, like... <laughs> but also, I sent you an email? I'm pretty important. Uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> and the potion brewed for my consumption today. Mm-hmm. Because I'm very much so not going to go into this sober. <laughs> the first thing is Kraken. Uh, Rum. Took that in my body. But the second thing is Blake's Hard Cider, a local Michigan brewery. Actually, not local to Kalamazoo, but in the other half of the state. And today we're going to be having the Fido Cider, hopped raspberry and grapefruit. Cracking it open now. For the ASMR. That was an ASMR podcast? Oh yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about ghosts. (laughs) He tricked me. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to... You're actually going to have to, like... (laughs) That's the ASMR people do. I can't whistle. Uh, so this is a good bit. Yeah. I'm gonna sample this cider. Uh, so Linda Godfrey, you wanna come in yet? <laughs> this is we good. Want you on. This is fruity. I bet it's good. I mean, it's cider. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's crisp. Uh, it's like it's definitely, it's it's like on the lighter side of it. It's really good. It's it's got like a lot of fruit going on with it. Yeah, hit it up. I have no opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Did I introduce you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did I forget to do that? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I did. Did you introduce me? Yeah, I said uh, this is my brother, a human. I'm a fox. Yeah, Do you want to plug a... anything before we get sure, into it? Sure, sure, sure. So, I am Alex, his brother. We're both doing things. Uh, my thing is being a little late. I'm gonna be making a YouTube channel. Uh, it's gonna be po- called Bralix. I'm Bralix. I do Bralix, and I make it. Uh, I'm gonna be. I was planning to have it up before we recorded this but i've been very busy and also unmotivated but i'll get it up um and yeah it's just gonna be about talking about niche things maybe there'll be a video about dog man whoa that's my favorite thing i'm gonna make a podcast about the dog man i'm also gonna point this out probably gonna edit it out because what i'm gonna say is funny but it's very much so visual I haven't read a single one of these things. I've just been riffing. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, don't, the, I wrote an outline. The only things that I've <laughs> been looking at on the outline are, like, the just the top things. Like, um, plug Alex's thing. It's all ghosts. There's just ghost shit. Oh! <laughs> yeah, okay. I actually just read that one now. That's a good one. So, we're going to be talking about Kalamazoo <laughs> local legends. But I wrote the little footnote. It's all ghosts. There's just ghost shit. There's... <laughs> Ghosts in Kalamazoo, that's the only thing. Oh my god. It's, it could be more interesting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, this top story, there's ghosts. Yeah, the first episode, I hope you like hearing about, <laughs> like, a fucking table moving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what do I want to plug? Yeah, what do you I, I'm plug? definitely, so this is, I'm gonna be Your saying show. this. I'm fully aware that I'm a lazy motherfucker. Definitely gonna get this shit out before Halloween. Promise you all. Ooh, I also want to get a single out because I like to make music under Force Eddie Fox. I said that in the intro because I have a bad time sticking to one medium of art. 
Yeah. Um, it's boring just doing one thing for yeah, too long. So do all the other things. Yeah, do everything. Do Why martial not? arts. Shoot for the stars. Culinary arts. Oh, I thought you were going to say Columbus. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just explore. Yeah, no it. one cares about Columbus. Columbus is a pussy. Yeah, fuck that guy. He, just, what did he do? Go on a boat? Yeah. And not find Japan? He actually failed. He, um, he <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Actively fucking failed. <laughs> yeah, not only did he fail, he missed yeah. the continent. He... <laughs> um, I think we should talk about... Heard of continental drift? Well, this guy continentally drifted away from India. He continental swerved away from Asia and yeah. fucking... Uh, <laughs> what an idiot... Fucking, you know, Tokyo Drift? Yeah. Christopher doesn't. Yeah, because he never been there. Yeah, never just, once. Just on Jamaica. Ghosts exist. <laughs> uh, the first... Uh, we're, I'm going to present to you four stories, okay? Okay. Uh, in terms of ghosts. Alright. I'm, I'm glad that you're responding, because traditionally I'm going to be hitting people with the things that they have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Alright. So thank you for interacting with me. I'm doing my best. <laughs> that was beautiful. ASMR, baby. Um, <laughs> the third story sucks, but the first two and the last one are great. Okay. Uh, actually, the first one sucks. We're, <laughs> we're gonna be talking. <laughs> actually, this whole podcast sucks. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, so in this first story, Ghost moved a chair a little bit. Yeah, actually, that's what this <laughs> this one might suck. <laughs> uh, this one's the story of the Henderson Castle. Okay. Um, precursory knowledge. Not reading my outline. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even looking at it. Um, thank you. Uh, I'm looking at the microphone. <laughs> That's probably good. Focus on the uh, microphone. I got a production quality got microphone. Um, the Henderson Castle was a castle that a dude built in the early part of the 19th hundreds, the 20th century. <laughs> That's always stupid to me. Because, uh, like, the 20... Or 1995 is the 20th century. Yeah, that's stupid. That makes count. sense, but it pisses me off. Yeah, you just gotta um, They made Use a castle, and it's not like an actual castle for kings and shit. They were just trying to be architectural with it. Here's the sources I pulled from. The first two books I mentioned. Wikipedia. I don't feel like I've decided, it, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I have an MIN... <laughs> yeah, we used Wikipedia. Stay mad. Wikipedia's kind of, like, lit and also perfect. And yeah. if you hate Wikipedia, then I want you to see a therapist. Literally, if you're doing <laughs> online research, any website you go to is just going to have the same thing as Wikipedia. Pretty much. Like, Wikipedia's going to copy and paste that article onto Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I did it for, like, two of these articles. The third one. There's an MLive article on the MLive website. Five ghost stories from Kalamazoo's past. Typo. It's by Madison Bennett. That one also has a lot of information for the other stories. Um, we'll get to that. And then another MLive article by Jeff Barr about Dan Holroyd, who also goes on podcasts, none of which I've heard because none of them were published in a medium of which I could hear. But he's a paranormal investigator. Um, I'm going to get to that in the knowledge later. But oh, he yeah. did a lot of his work at Henderson Castle, and he talks about it a lot. So he's cool. Uh, okay. Shout out, Shouts to Dan Holroyd. Yeah. Uh, let's go into some history. I work with someone with that last name. Uh, I wrote this in a weird order. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> Frank Henderson, okay? Frank Henderson was a dude back in the ni- 1800s, the very late ones. Uh, he owned Henderson Ames, which was a company that made uniforms for secret societies, fraternities, and the military. Freemason stuff. He definitely was a Freemason. 
hope so. Uh, although the land that it was built on was owned by Frank's wife, Mary Henderson, and their family. So, um, it was built by Wisconsin architect C.A. Gombert in 1895. They were trying to build, like, a whole $72,000 project to make a castle just because they were very wealthy and Freemasons and wanted to have some fun. Uh, $72,000, I did the inflation math, would be $2 million today. So they were not poor. Mm. Well, They also really wanted to build a suburb around it. So they did. <laughs> so you could just have a castle in the middle of a suburb. Yeah. They were, they, they were big into the, like, let's build some houses for people in Michigan, but, like, in a way where it's for the middle class, just, but the upper middle class. Just get a gazebo in there. You got, you got the exact thing you're going for, for a fraction of the price. I don't think a lot. Like, you could sleep in a gazebo, but I don't think you could yeah, cook in a gazebo. I could do it. Give me a tiny-ass grill. Um, Put it in there and grill up some burgers. Well, you're gonna need like charcoal. Oh, oh, aren't we getting smart? I, I'm very smart. <laughs> this, this is a good bit. I like this one. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Frank died like four years <laughs> oh, later. Yeah, he ceased. <laughs> he, no longer in this world. He built that house, and then four years later, he died. It's very convenient. I didn't write this down, but they built a cemetery across the street, the Mount Hope Cemetery. Well, I hope he... I don't think that you could build a cemetery. <laughs> Actually, you need, like, to just decide that a cemetery is going to be there and then wait for people to die. <laughs> so you can't just build that. You just get a plot of land and start looking around. You're like, yeah, these guys are going down. If you guys die... If anybody here dies, you can come here. I gave you permission. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But they did that. And then Mary died in 1907 or 1908. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it could be either. Oh, no. Uh, they did, they built this castle, did not last long. Uh, it was inherited by their children until they sold it in 1919, and since then, ten independent parties that I do not have the patience to talk about have owned it. Kalamazoo College nearby owned it in 1957, but then they sold it to Jess Walker and Frederick Royce in 1975, and they guest starred on House Hunters International with it. I think they used Henderson Castle on that show. Did they go in it? I'm pretty sure they did because they owned it. Nah. Uh, we're gonna fast forward because those are the only hits. <laughs> like the only other thing is like they like using Henderson Castle in did they use horror the front door? <laughs> <laughs> to, to get into it. Did they use the back door. They probably use like uh, I feel like if you own a house, you go in through the back door. I've never like seen anybody own a home and be like, "I'm gonna yeah. enter my own house through the front door." Yeah, uh, you ever notice that? Yeah, everybody I know, they don't enter through the front door. Like if I'm DoorDashing or some shit, I DoorDash drive. They're like, "Yeah, leave it at the front door." But it's like if I'm going to a friend's house, they're like, "For the love of God, coming through the back." <laughs> and I'm like, "Why?" Oh, for the love of God. Um. The other thing I wanted to talk about is this castle was used in horror movies. None of important. None that I remembered and none that I wrote down. I don't mm. care. But people like to use it for filming. Uh, well. Flash forward, 2010, it was sold to Master Chef Francois Moyer from France who wanted to turn it into a bed and breakfast but also a fucking kick-ass chop-out steak restaurant, I say, being fully a vegetarian. Master Chief. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's, he owns it. I'm gonna get to him later, because he actually treats the ghosts with, like, a very fun perspective for a chef. Yeah, he puts a spin on it. Yeah, he's like, he's he's like, ghosts are cool. (laughs) I assume. They love my cooking. They can't eat. Um, there's different rooms with different names. That's important later. I don't know. Can ghosts smell? 
Yeah, they can probably smell cooking. Smell the cooking. It's probably get the, that old factory one, vibe. That one little. <laughs> Dude, they could probably lick it. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to think about ghosts licking my food. They probably do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's stopping them? Moye, if you're like cooking food, like a ghost is probably licking it before <laughs> you serve his, it. He's getting his ectoplasmic germs all over your cooking. They don't have the fucking psionic force to chomp and chew, <laughs> but they do have the psionic force to get their tongue all up on that. And yeah, gross and grody. Ew. So actually, it's shutting you down for a health code violation, <laughs> French yeah, Moye. You'll be, you'll be hearing from our lawyers. Sure. Yeah, and of which I have many. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, ghosts. <laughs> so anyway, did you know this podcast is about ghosts? Did you know this pod? I, I really went into this podcast being like, I'm gonna get drunk and it'll go well. <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I forgot we're not just talking about castles. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about. Uh, so we, we have been talking about ghosts. <laughs> We're stupid. Um, uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Ah, glitch. <laughs> so oh my god, I'm spiking the mic so hard. I'm, I don't care. A ghost attacks. This is episode one. So this I couldn't is, give a fuck. So we're fuck. scratching the first topic. A ghost just attacked us. It changed the screen. <laughs> I have a touch screen on my computer, and if <laughs> anything happens to it because it's broken and I need a new one, it likes to fucking piss me off in a way. Yeah. We're talking about ghosts. Are we? Yeah. Article C, section I. Oh. <laughs> we got, that's how I outlined oh, it. I know we are. We, we've got the Hendersons walking around. Uh, people just see them all the time, especially in the Dutch in the Miracle Rooms, where they loved, apparently. Where they <laughs> lived, apparently. Probably made love. Oh, um, nah. Ghosts can't do that. I don't know. People just see them there. I guess if you're, like, building a really kick-ass house, but you only get four years out of it, you're going to be like, okay, I want to stick around. I got some unresolved business, and it's living in my vibe. Um, <laughs> there's also a veteran of the Spanish-American War. Veteran. <laughs> I still get fucking writing it out. There is also a veteran of the Spanish-American War veteran. It was theorized to be buried. He's a veteran of the veteran. He's uh, in he the mountain. He, he fought the veterans. Um, it was a weird war. <laughs> I mean, like, I, both sides probably have veterans. <laughs> where do the veterans start and where do the veterans I, I, end? I feel like the losing side doesn't stop having veterans. The winning side just gains more veterans to fight. <laughs> All your veterans are our veterans. <laughs> And uh, then you have to fight those veterans. I'm gonna get to this later, actually. The Spanish-American War vet, because somebody figured that out. But we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Um, more intriguing, people just see a boy in red overalls and his dog. Nobody knows who that is. They see him all the time. He likes to play peekaboo in a mirror in garbage, the Victorian room. Garbage fashion, red overalls? Ugh. Yeah, like, who the fuck owns red overalls? Yeah, Dude, he died, and then his unresolved, his unresolved... His unresolved... Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I don't know what he wears. His unresolved business is he couldn't finish clown college. <laughs> yeah, can I get a Big Mac with that? He never paid back his clown college loans, and so now he's stuck in the afterlife forever. Oh no, I don't need any ketchup packets. You got plenty on your overalls. <laughs> <laughs> can I please pair this French moye steak with a red wine? Ooh, it seems like you got it all in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> you child drinking red wine. <laughs> Um, I, I, I was saying the rooms have names earlier. There's, like, important names. Like, this boy's in the Victorian room, which is, like, it's a bed and breakfast. You get to pick which room you stay in. Okay. Um, the ghost dog is kind of seen randomly. 
A lot of people would report it climbing on top of bed and then on top of you, and it's like, I've got a huge pressure on me, and I heard a dog barking. He just wants to cuddle. Yeah, he's a cuddly ghost dog, which is actually kind of cute. He's a good dog. A little sad. Why does he say he's a good dog? Well, he's dead. Well, he's a ghost. Who cares? Well, I care he died. Well, every ghost... Everyone dies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ghost dog will sleep on you. Uh, death um, cringe. <laughs> grody death. <laughs> grody death. <laughs> uh, if you die, literally cringe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Try it living. Yeah. It's surviving. If you don't live, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> No, shut, no, actually, if you're a ghost, I really want to talk to you. No, ghosts, shut stay up. away. I want to talk to ghosts all the time. Uh, you have disembodied voices, stuff knocking over, cold spots, seeing weird shadows. You know, the, like, stuff that everybody sees, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> There's a good number of comments on the, like, review websites of the Henderson Castle. Where it's like, I saw a ghost, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, Bray and Duchesne are the authors of that one Kalamazoo ghost story book I talked about earlier. But they fully did an investigation of this castle... And then they, like, went into the house alone in 2005 before the current owner owned it when the people who owned it were just like, it's a house. Uh, yeah. They specifically recall footsteps from the second floor running water that, when they checked it, actually happened to be a turned-on faucet when nobody else was in the house. Mm. And then faint music out of nowhere. So they got, like, Ooh. some low-tier Ooh, ghost that's, vibes, that's but they weird. didn't get nothing. That's, I don't know. Music? If I was hearing faint music... uh. I don't know. That'd be weird. Spoilers. Having oh. heard fake music myself could be worse. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like um, I'm imagining myself in the scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And like, okay, running water, whatever. Plumbing problem. Um, Whatever else happened, who cares? Explainable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, music's kind faint, of faint music? Like, is someone playing an MP3? I don't find... 2005? iTunes? I don't know. Yeah, that's Napster, dude. Yeah. LimeWire. I just picked all the pirating ones, because I hate paying for things. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, ghosts (laughs) ghosts don't have money. Yeah. To be fair. Uh, In 2008, a second paranormal research group that I could not find the name of, but it was a part of the book that the aforementioned duo wrote, and I knew that, I think, Duchesne or Bray, one of them had a relation that had a paranormal investigation group. But they um, brought a psychic along with them. In this, They heard, like, a little girl's voice. I don't think they said anything specific. But then, when they were stumbling around, they found a photograph of people back in the day with the word Claire written on it, but it's C-L-A-R-E, like, the boy's name Claire. And I know that the boys can be named Claire because I had a neighbor that had his name be Claire. Rest uh, in peace. Rest in peace. He had a dog. He's a very deceased person. He is very dead. Cringe. The thing about the photo, though, was that whoever placed it out for them to find definitely wrote the word Claire out in that moment because I think, it, like, whatever was written... It, if it was, like, a marker... I think it was a marker. I don't know because the book wasn't that specific, but it was, like, written in a way where the ink was still wet. <laughs> Man, we really just said our neighbor died. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like whatever. <laughs> what is he gonna do? Haunt us? Oh, no, yeah, we're like cool. in the house. He was a nice old man. He bought he my nice Boy Scout dog. popcorn when I was in the Boy Scouts. Yeah, was, rest in that peace. Was a nice guy. The Boy Scouts also. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought it, I just thought it would 
was <laughs> light in the I mood. just thought it would be better if we didn't just say our neighbor died. <laughs> I can edit it out. It's whatever. No, no, keep it. It's okay. Fine. Um. No one take. Claire. Claire. Dude's name. Guys. Remember name. when I said Civil War or nope Spanish American War vet? Not the Civil Different War. Different war. Different entire um, war. The psychic took this photo into their hand. Got a weird psychic vibe, went across the street, and was led to the grave of Claire E. Burlow, the Spanish-American war vet, as well as World War One, and mm. also a cabinet maker afterwards. That's the most important part. So that's very weird. Apparently, one of the ghosts there is definitely Claire, who died in the Spanish-American war. Apparently, that's they lived weird. a filling li- fulfilling life, so I don't know why they decided to specifically haunt Henderson Castle, but like... Probably mad. Yeah. I think I mean, that he was friends with the child of the original Henderson owners. He's probably... But that's, like, a, what one article said, and it's, like, hard to corroborate. He's probably just mad that he died, because dying is kind of cringe. Dying is cringe. Yeah. And I will say it. Like, I will yeah. live forever. I want you all to know. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you die, that's on you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I, I don't want to hear you if you're dead. Like, if yeah, you die and complain die, about no it... no excuses. Come on. Shut up. You're cringe. Dan Hallwright. Remember when I mentioned him? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he owns a paranormal website. I swear to God I wrote it down. I promise. Uh-oh. SMP. Southern Michigan Paranormal Society. Simp. <laughs> um, you, had, you, you had that joke in mind. <laughs> oh, I did. I wrote it down. Ha-ha, simp. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't even read this screen right now. Thank God, because this is the premise of the show. <laughs> Um, he actually is one of the, he has his own paranormal investigation groups, so (laughs) shouts to him, because he probably sounds cool. Uh Uh-huh. Um, he's done a lot of investigations in Michigan, but he does a lot of his there, and it's, like, not a base out of there, but he does a ghost tour at the Henderson Castle. Mm -hmm. He has an EVP that I could not corroborate, but a lot of people have talked about the EVP, where little girl says, you're it. EVP being electronic voice phenomena, I should not automatically assume everybody knows the ghost hunter lingo, but that's, like, when people record something and then they pick up the voice of somebody who's not really there and it's the ghost voice ghost boys uh they have a little girl saying you're it in the henderson castle basement what tag uh what they're like tag yeah they have a uh to finish up on this one uh they have a haunted history dinner event that the french chef moyer condones He's totally on board with believing in the ghost, which feels very weird because I know a couple chefs personally, and they do not have either a sense of humor or skepticism. Chefs scare me. (laughs) They just have, they lose their ability to feel joy once they decide to open a restaurant. Maybe. That's probably true. If you go to their haunted history event, which I would not recommend because COVID, but next year, (laughs) their entree is chicken beurre blanc, or they have a vegetarian du jour, which I would do. (laughs) <laughs> so thank you French yes. my personal choice uh, it, chef if you're listening uh, I'm going to order <laughs> I will eat your vegetarian food I'm a vegetarian Alex isn't because he's uh, no I will eat your meat give me the food yeah all of your food will be sampled by us as a team yes and we'll decide if it's good uh, the so <laughs> yeah, and let's just say I'm a pretty big critic so get your best food I like your vegetarian food no matter if it's good or bad if you make me garbage <laughs> food I'll I'll shut the ghosts down kick them out kill them kill the ghosts <laughs> double die double die on their death I have like one last note but I'm gonna I'm just you know we should do a little wrap up so we, we got a blue we, we got a boy a blue blood, a boy <laughs> in red overalls a dog a little girl the Hendersons and a Civil War vet we got a boy all these ghosts are just vibing attention. 
They're, these are just vibing ghosts. I'm pretty sure that whatever they're doing, they couldn't... They're not, like, that upset. They're vibing. They're in a cool so, castle. So you think... Because um, after, like, listening to, to this list of, of things... Yeah. It's just, like... Um, just a bunch of a bunch of guys hanging out. I yeah, guess, it's but, just but they're vibing. So, do you think it's just like it's it's as simple as it could be, just a haunted castle? It's it's pretty much your grassroots haunted castle, but the French chef who runs it is on board, so that's cool. I don't know. It's like you know, if you're gonna die and become a ghost, and you somehow die in a castle in the United States, like you're like, okay, this is as good as it gets. But then again, if you die in a castle. That's still kind of cringe. Yeah, but, like, it's it's a little bit less cringe than dying in, like, a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, heads up, I have opinions if you die oh, in yeah, a swamp. Right, talking about cringe places to die. <laughs> Junkyard. Mm, swamp. Ugh. <laughs> Party store. Mm. That one Toy Story ghost. <laughs> um, that's that story. That was fun. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, I I don't know what to take from it. Uh, it's yeah, just kind of boring. It's not. It's not boring. It just doesn't have much of a story. I guess. Yeah. It's um, it's just about, like a list of a bunch of ghosts hanging out in a castle. Uh, I can't. I can't think of any reason to disprove it or prove it because it's just it's just a bunch of ghosts hanging out. I saw a couple. I I, I didn't put them in my notes because I didn't really draw any information from it. But right. I saw now like I have to, but I'm not gonna. I saw some YouTube videos, and, and the only reason I say I'm not gonna is because I'm not sober and I don't want to look it up again. Oh, but no. I saw YouTube videos of people going in there and they're like, "We're at the haunted Henderson Castle." It's a very easy place to paranormal investigate because it's a bed and breakfast. You just get a room and you uh, stay there. Research drunky hard. Uh, shut up! Can't type a shut keyboard. Shut up! I don't because that's gonna be ASMR at that point. I don't want to do ASMR anymore. <laughs> I want to move on. I don't have any. It's just ghosts <laughs> in a castle. I don't give yeah. a. How, what's my timestamp? It doesn't <laughs> this matter. This is gonna be a long episode. This is gonna be a long. Oh, episode. we're only at thirty minutes. I suck. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Story two, the glowing tomb. <laughs> anyway, story two, because I thirty minutes is a lot. Yeah. The glowing tombstone of the Harrison Cemetery. Oh wait, this sounds familiar. So a lot of this is word of mouth from my dad. Did I drive here? We also went there, Alex and I. That's why Alex is my first guest because we uh-huh. went here. This is not the real ghost story, because we didn't fucking get shit. Yeah, always, always a bunch of deer. So many deer. <laughs> there we live in Michigan. So many deer, in just passing the road. I had to stop so many times. Zero going to these asshole deers. Don't have any respect for my vehicle. They just walk right in front of me, and I have to stop. It's so dark. <laughs> the only, on. the only other thing I'm gonna cite is an article by John Robinson on ninety nine point one WMFK's website, oh, and then the other it. two books I mentioned because they like to talk about this a lot. Actually, the Nicole Bray and Robert Duchesne um, book talked about this way more than I thought they would, because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a plot twist I just did not expect. Yeah, let's dive into it. The history of Harrison Cemetery. Cool story, actually. So, it's a cemetery outside of Schoolcraft, Michigan, the actual literal town that not only do we live in, but are currently inside of. Yeah, we are here in in Schoolcraft. This is, uh, 
So you're getting a first-hand uh, recording. If you pick up any ghosts in the background, that might be fucking this. Basil. Might be Basil of Baker Street. <laughs> <laughs> I say Basil because the cemetery is named after Basil and Martha Harrison. Um, southwest of Kalamazoo. <laughs> what the fuck is that note? <laughs> 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 I was a, sober when I wrote a, the keep, outline. Keep in mind, uh, I was this is sober the first, when I wrote the outline. This is the first podcast, and this is the first <laughs> notes. There's um, bound to be some weird shit that we're either seeing for the first time or seeing for the first time with drunk eyes. Even when I'm sober, I'm constantly hallucinating. Yeah, it's a problem. I'm scared. I definitely see God, but I don't see any ghosts. What the Stop fuck, girl? <laughs> <laughs> hey God, baby girl. Hey baby girl, uh, God. <laughs> what if I add another commitment? <laughs> God, judge me. Uh, I'm gonna judge you. <laughs> ten out of ten. Oh God, don't look up eating some apples. Uh, Did you fall from heaven, God? Because <laughs> you're the only ten I see. <laughs> Wait, I fucked it up. I could have done a good one. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> Um, okay, so apparently, <laughs> they were the first white people in Kalamazoo County. <laughs> they That's were... it. White people suck. These guys are ghosts. Yeah. No, they're not the ghosts. <laughs> oh, oh, my uh, bad. They were, I, they were, I don't know what the story is. They were guided here by the Potawatomi and then also the Saginaw people. This is actually, I don't know why I wrote Kalamazoo County, because I think the actual, like, city of Kalamazoo had settlers first, but in this, like, section of it, in the schoolcraft, fucking Lawton, fucking, um, South Kalamazoo Portage area, Prairie Ronge Township was the first, um, place. I'm pretty sure I wrote 1928, I meant 1828. <laughs> 1928, so pretty recently. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Um, so Schoolcraft was founded almost 100 years ago. No, it's 200, 200. Uh, nearby Schoolcraft was <laughs> surveyed nope. three that, years later. That, that is Schoolcraft in a nutshell. Yeah. That's a pretty like good description. This town kind of sucks. Prairie Round Township, though, was the first town that was, like, surveyed by white people and they're, like, Europeans, settlers, and they're like, let's live here. And mm-hmm. so they founded Prairie Round Township, and then a couple other people founded Schoolcraft nearby, and we're like, let's actually make a town out of this. Like, three years past 1928. This, 1828. <laughs> the crazy thing, of, like, this is way back in the day, but Martha ba- um, Harrison lived until 83, and then Basil lived until 103. Like, these are crazy dates yeah. to live in back he, then. It was said he, he, he met his demise at the hand of his, his heated rival, Professor Radigan. <laughs> Damn, that, that, I don't want to talk niche about joke. I don't niche wanna, joke. No, it's not niche. I, I want to cater to furries at this. Oh, podcast. that's right. We this is know. a furry podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're very aware. There aren't any graves there that I found with them, but that's like two hundred years ago, so they're probably worn. <laughs> it's like I'm pretty sure Basil and Martha fucked up somewhere. Yeah, he he didn't find all the clues. Yeah, he fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Should have been... <laughs> future notes to... I can't think of more... Probably gonna mouth, I can't think of more mouth detective jokes. <laughs> Nothing that can be, like, good. The queen. Oh, yeah. Okay, robot moving queen. Robot queen. Robot queen. <laughs> um, 
cemetery happened. Martha was there. Basil was there. Buried. People got buried. <laughs> I've been there. People are in those graves. With Dawson there? <laughs> I don't... What was the girl's name? Penny? I don't... Penny? No. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie for like fucking ten years. <laughs> Opening another cider. This is, this is the running joke for this section. <laughs> There's a YouTuber, Lindsay Ellis, who I really like. Uh-huh. And her recurring gag on all of her videos are that Radigan and Basil are gay lovers. Anyway, 1994 happens. I'm pretty sure they hate each other. Okay. 1994 rolls around. I don't know. Preston Lard murdered his brother in law, (laughs) Clarence Gould, by beating him to death in the cemetery. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking what? We're laughing a lot. This happened like 30 years ago. What? Because they liked... Okay, the both of them had a habit of visiting cemeteries just on a whim. They're like, this is our hobby. We visit cemeteries. But also Preston was an alcoholic slash drug user who was like, I want money. And he straight up just beat his brother-in-law to death to take his money. And then he fled to Florida under a different name. Oh, no. And like got away with it for three years. This is a weird story because I literally went to the Schoolcraft library and couldn't find anything about it, but the library in Schoolcraft does not keep newspapers, so it probably happened. But I do want everybody to know that I could not find a secondary source on this, neither online or at the library. So who knows if a murder took place there? I'm pretty sure it is because it helps me feel vibing. I believe it happened. I don't know why it wouldn't be real. Yeah, it was in that one book that Duchesne and Bray wrote. I keep referencing it because it was actually pretty lit. It was a good book. I bet. Um, I bet it was a good book. I bet it was a good book. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Um. <laughs> uh, murder. Murder. So, right. okay, what do you got? A lot of sand? We got a hot conversation, man. There's a glowing uh, tombstone in the cemetery. <laughs> there might be. I don't know. I didn't we see didn't it. We didn't see it. Um, actually, okay, so we went there and we recorded a video and... It's a podcast, so I'm not going to show the video, but I will put the audio... Not now, yeah, actually. We, I want to talk about it first. We had some important um, remarks. Yeah. Because we, we, we saw some interesting things, I guess. But, like... Because the whole, the whole story with it is that um, you see the glowing from a certain distance away. 500 yards, according yeah. to, like, three fucking articles. But then the closer you get, the glow goes away. And so you can never pinpoint which gravestone it is. And there were certain points where, you know, we could maybe see some glow. But it could also just be the lights, you know, around. Yeah. Like, like lights coming from cars, lights coming from lamps, houses. The businesses off the, the businesses, highway. Anything. Here we are in 2020, and the people who wrote the articles are not living in yeah, the year we are, it, and there's a lot it, more urban development in the area. Yeah, there's the a lot more light pollution. There's a lot more lights. It's just trickier. In general. I also, before I introduce the audio of the time that we went there, I do want to talk about our dad, because our dad our back dad, in the day... dad, absolute mad lad. <laughs> mad lad dad. <laughs> absolute legendary dad. He and his friends back in high school lived in this town, and they were like, fuck it, going to the glowing tombstone. <laughs> and they did, and like the, the thing about the glowing tombstone that you see online all the time is that once you get close to it, it doesn't glow anymore. Mm-hmm. 
But my dad and his friends were like, fuck that. We're going to do a, like a coordinated thing. We're going to use our flashlights. One of us is going to go to the cemetery, point at literally every gravestone, and then somebody from their car 500 yards away is going to be like, that's the one. And they fucking pulled it off. And apparently the tombstone that my dad found when he and his friends were looking at it, the dude got struck by lightning when he died. I don't oh, think he remembers the name, but that's the thing I remember. Yeah. Weirdly enough, this was at... Um, like our parents aren't senile we're not that old <laughs> but like there's a second cemetery out in the middle of nowhere that isn't Harrison Cemetery that yeah. he took us to but like it's very easy to get small town cemeteries out in the middle of nowhere confused uh huh the other one has like a huge ass floodlight in it so nothing's glowing yeah so I guess the the big so the the thing we should definitely know is that um for whatever reason there's, like, accounts. There's, like, the, the same account coming from three different cemeteries. Mm-hmm. But one of them we didn't find. The other one has a giant floodlight that blocks out light. Uh, and the other one we couldn't really check out. Yeah, because actually that one was fenced off. A lot of people were driving that road. And it was the third one, so we were very lazy. Yeah. Uh, for <laughs> reference, I think Kern Cemetery is the second one. And Anderson Cemetery is the third one that we went to. Yeah. And it, Dad took us to Kern Cemetery when he said the glowing tombstone. All of the website articles will tell you Harrison Cemetery is the haunted one, but Dad took us to Kern. Yeah, and it and if there's different accounts coming from different cemeteries, that shouldn't like, you know, be a deterrent, I guess, mm-hmm. to the believability. It it's just like it because this whole thing is sort of a small town legend in the first place. So, the fact that there's articles is kind of surprising. Yeah. At all. And, like, obviously, nobody's going to come out here and corroborate the exact cemetery. Yeah. Like, once they get the ballpark, they're going to probably run with the name. And so, like, if there's conjecture that the cemetery with the glowing tombstone is one or if it's the other, then it's, like, you can't really, you can't corroborate that if yeah. you're not going to go out there in the first place. And the one that our dad took us to, Kern Cemetery was the one with the floodlight in it. So, yeah. no tombstone's gonna glow. And I think also, like, the one that he thought he saw got fucking knocked over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I went there, because I was... I, th- I I was thinking about putting the, um... the glowing tombstone in my video. One of my videos. Uh, I turned it... T- I can't speak. I, I decided to take it out, because I couldn't get enough from it. But... the cemetery that we went to, um... The, the, what was it, Curran? Curran. Curran Cemetery. Um, the one that he said he thinks it might be, uh, A, it's not gonna glow because of the floodlight anymore, but also, um, it's just completely knocked off its, uh, its, it got broken. Base. Yeah, it's broken. And the, the text on is completely unreadable because of how old it is. It's just so worn down. And because it's broken off, it's sort of like, like propped up in a corner where even if it glows, you're not going to see it Mm -hmm. from far away. I wasn't going to put this in the video up until I read that the murder took place because that's like a weird angle. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. The murder took place after our dad would have seen it in the 80s. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I I like to keep this in because like a lot of the stuff that you see online, like if you're going to be a skeptic about something, obviously you can be a skeptic or whatever. But like if you're going to gauge all of your information based on what's in articles the people writing these articles are probably reading a second article and basing the information on there nobody's going out to these yeah. places and nobody's asking the people around like it's a hard thing to do and yeah. i don't like blame me if you're not gonna do that maybe but the... a lot of stories have a lot more layers in as much as people aren't going online with those layers yeah so that's maybe why i like the, to keep uh, this maybe in. the 
the guy who got murdered turned into a ghost, and he beat up the glowing tombstone ghost. He, he beat him up. There's so room so enough in this cemetery for <laughs> one ghost. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, the last <laughs> thing I wanted to talk about was the group WPAR Anormal, like W Paranormal, has an EVP of a small boy saying disease in the Harrison Cemetery, oh, not the one that our dad went to. That's weird. That's the weird disease? one. Disease? Yeah, isn't that weird? That's a weird... That's a... Not lightning. Yeah, like <laughs> like earlier we heard, uh, what, you're it? Like, that, that makes sense. Yeah. But disease? Couldn't piece that one together because that's not murder or lightning yeah that's weird anyway here's the recording of us dicking around in the motherfucking cemetery hello there everyone for Eddie fox here in the middle to interrupt uh off script the next 10 minutes are going to be footage that my brother and i took when we visited three cemeteries in the middle of the night for this bit and found nothing and it's also, we're talking about things we're seeing on the camera. So if you, that's something you're interested in, just stay tuned and listen to it. But if not, you can skip to like exactly 10 minutes ahead and just nothing will be different about your podcasting experience. Off you to Zane. So what dad told me, mm-hmm. as I was talking to him about it, um, wait, I saw like a flash. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay, so what dad told me is we have to be a certain distance away okay um but one of us can be in the cemetery uh but we won't see it if we're in it oh yeah because dad did that with his friends yeah, they this is to find it. they did find it yeah no yeah yeah but they they tried to like wait that one? Oh my god it's just not picking up on the phone <laughs> camera oh whoa that's weird wait i think i see it yeah oh that's that could just be um something reflecting off something someone put there um <laughs> okay oh, I th- we might be too close yeah definitely at this point you want to approach that thing just to see if that is a light or not sure oh yeah it's a light it's just a light that's not the thing i saw earlier though yeah. but that one's like yeah. hella dim yeah well um, you can even see it it's that little candle uh, i wonder um right there I wonder. Yeehaw. Um. I'm gonna stop recording. For, oh wait, you you have conjecture. No, you can you can stop. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, recording now. Here we are on the other side of the cemetery. Not like on the other side of the road. The shitter didn't show up. Yeah, we got we don't got spooky things. I can make fun of him now if he's not real. He won't well, curse me. I'm not gonna make fun of him because I don't want him to decide to not be real. So thank you for. Fucking it up. The doo-doo caca <laughs> shitty tombstone guy. He's not gonna fucking show us. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get us cursed. I wanna get cur- you. You have no idea. So this will become clear when I make my podcast. But I lived in Chicago up until like a month ago, and my baby roommates. I'll I'll name drop them. Brandon and Rebecca. They didn't want me to do my Ouija board shit. They didn't want me to say Bloody Mary three times. They definitely didn't want to go see Resurrection Mary with me. Uh, they were big to, babies. I'm just trying to piss off the ghost of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm routinely trying to get myself cursed. <laughs> we saw we saw a deer. We saw a deer. Oh, it's just the Kern Cemetery. You can tell because it says Kern if my phone. There we go. <laughs> oh, so which is fucking ominous. We're trying to find it. Uh, turn your car point. off. Okay. I guess we gotta get out of it. 
This one's like right up next to the house. So I don't want to be here for longer than like 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little. There's a, that's the. You can so, tell that's a light right there. So when you came here before, it mm -hmm. didn't work. Yeah. And there was a light over in this direction, actually. So that's not on. Yeah. There's that and then that one. Yeah, so, and then when I came in here, it didn't work. Cool. And I'm pretty sure that's because the neighbors put up floodlights. Yeah, which so, is totally understandable, because yeah. we're fully here. There was a deer. That was cool. Yeah, it was kind of cute. Um, we're also just really close to the house. <laughs> I'm ready to skedaddle. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to end up in Onion Town. Well, that, but also I don't want to end up in prison. Well, not like prison, but like, you know, trespassing fine. I gotta have a conversation with the cop. That's like annoying. <laughs> uh, we, if we failed, gents. <laughs> Alright, we, I mean, like, it's like, it's like we've been here before in yeah, our we've youth. We've been here before and it didn't work. Um, I, not even in my youth. I came here earlier this summer. Uh, well, I went there in my youth um, a couple times. I've never seen it, but I'm gonna put my phone in my lap. Okay. Uh, so. Dad the one, the one that Dad said is probably the one uh, with broken off. Let me see if I can't see this angle. Um, I'm getting nothing. So a, it probably doesn't glow at all because it's that silly light. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that could do it too, but yeah, I don't but know like, the not paranormal it, rules. Not only is it broken off, but it's like it's like in a in a, like a weird little uh, corner, like a cubby. Okay. Uh, in, in between some other tombstones, so you wouldn't be able to see it if it did blow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this is a little shame. This is a little shame. Look at this woods drive. It's more cute wood time. Um, Sheesha. Sheesha. Should we go to the third one? <laughs> Where's that one at? Uh, I'm gonna turn the phone up so I can look it up. When I say phone, I mean camera. Sorry okay. if we see the dog man in five seconds. Uh, here we are at the Anderson Cemetery. We're driving away just because uh -oh, there's a car right there. So, uh, in the looking back, there's a car right there. So we ain't gonna see shit. <laughs> it probably isn't that one. That's the Anderson Cemetery. One website said it was that one. It's probably not. It's just probably not. It's yeah. so far it's, away. It's got. It's it's in a. It's so far away. Fence. No one's, no one's gonna come to Lawton. The gate is shut. I could hop the fence. Yeah. Don't wanna. <laughs> um, real, real paranormal like investigators right here. Just yeah, don't do it. I we I don't want to go to three cemeteries. Yeah, I want to I want to go to one. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hey Peter. <laughs> hey Peter. That was just the worst I've done it. <laughs> no, that now good. that it's recording. That was so good. You said it with a P. <laughs> <laughs> hey Peter. <laughs> hey Peter. I was looking at these SCPs. This one's class Gator. <laughs> uh, who's the name of that baseball player that they killed and the other oh, guys? Oh, yeah, it's Gator. Oh, shit. I was dating a girl, but she was a cheater. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my leg. Oh, fuck. My leg was itchy. Turns out I got bit by a skeeter. Okay, that was good. Uh, I don't actually have four uh, seats in my car. It's a two-seater. 
Somebody asked if I would. Oh, that wouldn't work. <laughs> that, that wouldn't work. This is if we saw an alien right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the dog man. Oh, it's a it's a cleaner. <laughs> this reminds me. Okay, so Rebecca and I were getting. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna make up a word. Breeder. <laughs> Uh, just keep going this way, and then I'll look it up once I say my anecdote on the camera. Okay. I'm gonna talk about my roommates again. One time, Rebecca and I got tested for COVID-19, uh, and we were sitting in the parking lot, and, um, we were singing Yummy by Justin Bieber, but then I was like, Rebecca, wait, stop. Start it. And then she's like, girl, you got the yummy, yummy. And then I started, and we made a round. And it, we didn't succeed. It took us three tries. But we kept trying to make a round. And then the person knocked on the window, and they were like, are you ready to take your test for COVID-19? <laughs> uh, and we pulled up the window, and Rebecca was like, what if we test positive? What if we just sang fucking yummy if I just we run around? And that was the last time we were without COVID. <laughs> That's a good anecdote. That's a know, fun one. You want to know another good anecdote? What's up? Um, the Russian Revolution probably wouldn't have happened if uh, Russia at the time had a good leader. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even do the point. <laughs> had a good I leader. Started, I started way too late. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what I did with that? Empty juice bottle. <laughs> Yeeter. Yeet. How much juice was in this it? This bitch empty. Did you have a liter? Yeet. I'm gonna stop recording. And when I say exactly ten minutes, I mean more like exactly eight and a half. But the less that bit went on, the more we're all happier. Isn't that right? Also, shout out to Brandon Wright, who that last bit. I stole completely from, I guess also the person who wrote Family Guy, but let's get back to the podcast. Also, fingers crossed that whatever song was playing on the radio, no algorithms pick up and take me down for copyright infringement, because that would be less than fun. Malang, malang. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, he said it. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Uh, yeah, we can talk about the Glen Tombstone. Yeah. I, I, my thoughts about it are just definitely... Did. I mean, like, we can still talk. <laughs> like, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I... So, here's the thing, right? It seems, like... So, just, like, if you were to look it up or hear about it, you'd probably think, oh, this is nothing. Whatever. But the weird thing for us is that our dad went there, and he is... And, He's told us exactly, like, what he saw and what his friends did. And he's a very they... sane individual. Yeah, he's not crazy at all. He's more sane than us. <laughs> like, much... Obviously. <laughs> much more sane than us. And our... But most importantly, our dad is not... A... He's not the kind of guy to lie about that. He would have no reason to. He's very... Yeah, he's not a ghost He, he doesn't tell ghost stories. But he... But he... This is something that he... He, like, tells us happened. That he went to and he saw it. And so, and, and he also says that this is like a like a normal thing for people who grew up in schoolcraft, like back in the seventies, eighties. They would just like go there and check it out. Seventies <laughs> old, I don't think. <laughs> just on a ball. Oh, he might. You no, know, that's like no, he seventies. Well, they probably did in the seventies too. Math. <laughs> but but yeah. But 
like he said that this is something that people just normally do. There's a glowing tombstone. And it was weird. And then people, everyone in Schoolcraft knew about it. Um, and, and when you take that into account, because I'm more skeptical on this kind of stuff. Uh, probably more than, than Aaron here. Yeah, no, I love fucking... <laughs> if you tell me you saw Bigfoot, I'll suck your dick. And I'll fight you. <laughs> anyway. I'll <beat> you up. <laughs> but, you know, my, why, my dad... Like, not only does my dad not lie, but he has no reason to lie about something like this. So, I don't know. It's weird. It's, I'm in kind of a weird place to think about it. I definitely loved looking at this story specifically in the lens of like most small town stories you hear if you hear about something being haunted um you only know half of the truth like people not literally everyone in the town's getting interviewed and the people who are going to write articles about this sort of thing are the people who are going to look online for it and that's the extent of their information and the same like one story is going to get recycled over and over again yeah the classic example i can think of is stole cemetery in kansas You'll see articles on that shit all the time where it's like, this is the most haunted cemetery ever. It's the gateway to hell. Oh, shit. And, like, all of the stuff on it is flimsy as hell yeah, that you I read know. online. But, like, still, people are banned from being there after night just because so many people go there for, like, ghost hunting shit. And, like, probably stuff happens. And definitely, like, probably not hell stuff, not the devil or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like... The things you read online are going to be the things that the people writing articles are going to find online. If somebody goes and takes the distance to look for that information, then that's going to be completely new information. A lot of my information actually comes from Linda Godfrey from that reason. This is a person I respect so much because she Um, is a field researcher. She's cool as fuck. We keep bringing up Linda Godfrey, and there's good reason for that. Yeah. Linda Godfrey is... I, I... paranormal expert i guess yeah but she's also a field researcher she'll read the stories and be like i'm gonna go there myself i'm gonna ask the people i'm gonna have my blog open for people to send their stories in it's it it's true to say that she is a paranormal investigator but she she also she knows what she's talking about i guess I, I guess is a good way to put it. She's written a lot on pretty much anything. She finds sources from the source instead of just going online and looking up articles. Yeah. She's, um... Like Stoll Cemetery people. She's as close to a first-hand account as you can get when doing research. Yeah. Which is, like, my favorite thing. Yeah. That's why this story interests me, because it's like a glowing tombstone, whatever. But it's a very good, um keystone into the idea that most ghost stories you're hearing like one fourth of the whole story like a bunch of people have been there and a bunch of people have heard a different amount of things that they're not going online with and and it's also um i guess it's interesting for us to talk about the glowing tombstone because it's something that we've um grown up with yeah it's something that we've sort of like (laughs) we've gone our whole lives kind of knowing about uh hearing about this this glowing tombstone just like right out of town that glows it does that it glows either in harrison cemetery or Kern cemetery yeah who knows i don't who knows i don't know neither worked when we went there you heard that recording (laughs) yeah might have moving on to the fucking weakest shit yeah it Uh, just gets worse from here no the fourth one's cool but (laughs) this one sucks this is the michigan asylum for the insane which is a horrible name for the institution that they actually went with but then it was changed to the Kalamazoo Psychiatric Hospital. It was called the Michigan Asylum for the Insane. (laughs) That's what the literal name of it was. 
what did I go on to? I went on Wikipedia, Kalamazoo Public Library website, the two books I mentioned before. That's Thirsty. <laughs> Thirsty Aaron. Um, I went to <laughs> the two books I mentioned. I went to Behind the Scenes or Life in an Insane Asylum, which is a book written by Lydia A. Smith, who was an actual patient at this hospital who wrote a book about it. It was like... Not like a modern bestseller. It was back in the 20th century, the early one. It was a pretty popular book. Okay. Um, and then... Oh, really? I didn't pull up any online information. I just kind of did from Wikipedia. This is a weak <laughs> story. This is a weak story. I really wanted to write yeah, about this one. Just skip ahead. Don't don't even listen to this yeah, one. Yeah, this one kind of sucks. Yeah. I drove... almost fill it with dead air. There's a water tower... Um, that they built in the middle of it. Yeah, I thought it was we'll... a clock tower, but there's no fucking clock on it, so I don't know why yeah, I, I thought, thought it was that. a clock tower. Turns out it was a water tower. <laughs> there's no numbers on there. What was I thinking? Uh, I, I, <laughs> like, I wrote that in the notes, but it's genuinely the truth. So thought it was a clock tower. tower. asked the guy what it was. He said it was a water tower. I looked at it, and I fully was like, there's numbers on there, and then looked at it again, literally... Last night, because I drove by it, uh, and I was like, there's no numbers on there. I saw this clock tower, didn't have numbers. I asked someone, he said it was water. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought it was super haunted, but it's so not. But it turns out it was super moist. Look at the, this is the history section in my show notes. (laughs) That's a lot of words. It's a lot of words for the people not reading it, everybody. Yeah, and I'm not reading it either. The hospital officially opened August 29th, 1859, under the direction of Dr. Edwin Van Dusen. Dusen? Although the call for such a facility began in 1852 from Massachusetts' Dorothy Dix, who was somebody... Dix! D-I-X. She was like... I read that she was an advocate for, like... The United States should have more mental institutions. A lot of times, people put the people who are not doing well mentally in barns in their attics and forget right. about them. That happened like a lot in the 1800s. Yeah. Dorothy Dix was like, "Let's fucking make these sorts of hospitals for people." I think the Michigan Institute Asylum for the Insane was the first in Michigan. Mm-hmm. The name was changed to the Kalamazoo State Hospital in 1911. Thank goodness, because the first one sucks. And then uh, as yeah. the Kalamazoo Psychiatric Hospital as of 1995, and it is still in operation, although large sections are old and abandoned <laughs> and have, like, not been used. And I think a lot were torn down and rebuilt as of, like, maybe five, ten years ago. <laughs> Was that a ghost? Just I'm a ghost. Oh! Oh, a ghost just appeared. Anyway, was that just... <laughs> was that just a... So, like, what is it now? Is it just abandoned? No, I mean, it's, like, still in use. It's, oh. like, right next to Western Michigan University, so a lot of times people go there for, like, doctorate studies in terms of, like, psychiatric help and stuff like that, but it is still a mental they health go, institution for they go psychiatric. They doctor studies, but all they get is ghost studies. Whoa! Whoa. The water tower was constructed <laughs> in ni- 1895. The- <laughs> <laughs> Here's a history lesson. Uh, it's just, it just a water tower in the middle yeah. of it. I'll get, actually, uh, that's important later. I'll get to that in a second. Here's an important part. It's not a clock tower. <laughs> There's no numbers on it. There's I'm... no numbers. How are you going to tell the time with no numbers? In my whole memory, I thought it was a clock tower. I don't know why. Uh, but it turns out, um, uh, con- so... contrary to popular belief, it is a water tower. Yeah. Water no, no, numbers. no numbers. No numbers. No numbers. 
Get, how are you going to tell the tower with no numbers? Anyway, That's because it's a water tower. To not make fun of me anymore. I'm going to make fun of him because he thought it was a fucking clock tower. So, you're... Uh, okay, I'm hitting you with, like, a insane asylum ghost story for lack of politically incorrect terms. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, this is, long, this is like, low-hanging fruit in terms of ghost studies. I do want to say that this mental health institution, from what I could gather on my information online, was, like, by far one of the most humane, apparently, that might you can imagine of a facility like that, especially in, like, the 19th slash 20th century. Like, this is, like, top tier. And it's more humane than I am right now in 2020. (laughs) I'm not even humane. I'm a fox. In 1906, (laughs) the superintendent, Dr. Alfred Noble, actually banned the use of mechanical restraints. And then they also had a weird um, aesthetic where they instituted colony farms. Where it's like they had like a farm in a nearby area where people who were patients at the hospital could like do outdoorsy work and like live not in the woods but like not in a hospital. They could like be outside, have fresh air, do things and like not just be in a hospital. So they tried like a approach where it's like let's have them people like actually just do things and then be outside in a cabin and have a vibe. The hospital was used mostly for patients with mental illness, but in 1959, um, nope, I don't know these notes. In 1959, it had 3,500 patients and 900 staff members and functioned like a whole city with its own power plant, water system, the water tower. (laughs) It had its food supply and it had its own library. The facility then also took in patients from the nearby Institution for Tuberculosis, the Southwestern Michigan Tuberculosis Sanitarium. Try saying that one wrong, huh? I did. You you messed that up. The Southwestern Michigan Tuberculosis Sanatorium. You did not say tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Like a sober man. The Southwestern Michigan Tuberculosis. You know what? I think I did. So if I didn't, then it's only my own hubris collapsing upon me. In 1965. the The more I look at tuberculosis, the more I think tuber like a potato kilos no like snow tubing i don't know tube like a like tuber, a rudy tuber tuberculosis tuberculosis they really just took in a bunch of people with a completely non-mental disease in 1965 they're like they can come here too uh they multitasked that's nice and i guess it worked for them actually what? How? Like, I guess, like, I guess a couple people got tuberculosis because that disease is gonna spread. Yeah, I guess. On contact. Uh, um, but they multitask. <laughs> As the years went on, though, state funding kind of dropped, and a lot of medical professionals were laid off, and so the scale of which the hospital, a small city, could sustain, was quite heavily diminished, to the point where Western Michigan University took over pieces of the property that they were neighbored upon. And they didn't even use the facilities for their own school of nursing. Colin Evans, if you hear this... This is a friend of ours. Western Michigan University. Yup. Look what you done. You took over this beautiful yeah, property. Did it. And it's your fault. You're going to hell prison. Fun fact. Malcolm X's mother, Louise Little, was interred in the institution Little. from 1938 to 1966 after suffering one nervous breakdown. So <laughs> make of that as you will, because that's like 20 years, and that blows my mind. I feel like... Jesus. I don't know what? why. I don't know what the context is, but feels like a lot. <laughs> Malcolm X, I'm sorry about your mom. I'm not. I am. Sorry, I, I am. Have, I have no sympathy in my soul. I do. Why? Why don't you have 
I have no sympathy in my soul. Ice cold heart. No feelings. Robot guy. A book was written by Lydia A. Smith about her experiences there in 1878. It was called Behind the Scenes or Life in an Insane Asylum, where she wrote about it, and that was pretty cool for mental health people. Oh, for, like, vibing. <laughs> there were, like, a couple of murders. Oh. oh. One in 1954. Like, it's a... Like, I don't... The stigma of mental institution is not like, oh, insane asylum back in the day, people are getting murdered up the wazoo. There's oh. n- not a lot. There's not zero. Wazoo. Uh, in 1954, a 18-year-old Lewis Smith strangled nurse Marilyn Cry. Oh my god, what? 30 years earlier, a nurse was stabbed to death, but I don't have any more information about that. And then also oh, a doctor Jesus. was stabbed to death, which Jesus, I also don't have what? any more information about. Oh, stop! What? <sighs> I didn't know about this. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm telling you about. I, People yeah, murdered. What the fuck? Uh, some patients were also murdered by other patients, which I also don't have a lot of information about. I'm gra- I'm kind of just grasping at straws from the book, so it's not something I can oh, corroborate. Make of that boy. what you will. But there also seems to be, n- like, no record of patients being mistreated to death whatsoever in terms oh. of, like, lobotomy, etc. Well, that's good. It's I like, guess. this is like one of the mental institutions back in the day that actually functioned better than most from the sources I could tell. Yeah. In 1902-1912, smallpox hits the hospital and a couple of people pass away, especially on the colony farms. And then Scarlet Fever did the same thing in 1906 and 1916 just because people did not understand the disease as it was. I don't understand the disease right now. Yeah, COVID jokes. Uh, no, that's not what I meant. I don't get... Anyway. So I thought the ghost <laughs> stuff... Uh, like, you know, you got... Like, as, as people have passed away in this facility. Oh, cringe. Both from natural and unnatural causes. Still cringe. We're going to get to the ghost stuff, but the ghost stuff... I don't know why, but I remember back in the day reading a lot about it and trying to look it up again, and there's very little. There's very little in lieu of the ghost stuff. Oh. Here we go, though. People have reported seeing apparitions in the windows and faint screaming and railing from wailing from the abandoned parts of the building. The older tuberculosis asylum that people got the patients from had similar ghost activity, but that building was fully demolished and abandoned since 1990. Okay. However, a lot of people report paranormal activity from the nearby Asylum Lake Preserve. The Asylum Lake Preserve is a nature preserve that was formed out of the remnants of the colony farms where the patients were like going there to do the farm lifestyle mm-hmm. for the vibes. Yeah, to, to have like a normalish life. Yeah. Uh, it since has been turned into a nature preserve. It's weird. It's, um, it, I guess with the, this one's very similar to the first one, I guess. Um, thinking about it, because it, it's more so just like this is a place of some sort of historical value, and there's some ghost accounts. Mm-hmm. This one's significantly less rife with ghost activity than Henderson Castle. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm sure the first one seemed a lot more like grounded. Uh, I guess in the accounts. Yeah. This one is more so just like here's an uh, oh here's an old asylum. Yeah, and I grew up with account like hearing people be like, "That's a haunted place," but there's a speeder outside of my house. Oh, big car rev up those engines! I bet your dick is the speed. Just a fucking ball of a sock with eight fucking 
pool balls in it. That's a big ass cock. That's God damn. Pretty big. Eight pool balls? It's pretty big. Jesus Christ. I don't know. That, oh, I don't know. This is a weird because like the hauntedness of the mental institution is one hundred percent way less than most that you hear about. I definitely thought this would be more haunted than it was just because I grew up driving by it the whole time and being like spooky time yeah but not really yeah, yeah yeah i've seen it too before uh, and i've heard like it's haunted people say it's haunted it's like a local legend i guess not a lot of articles online what are you doing <laughs> i don't the last thing i want to actually two things i want to talk about um there were tunnels from the colony farms slash the asylum lake nature preserve to the institution itself the building mm-hmm. like full ass tunnels but as of, like, the 90s, they were dynamited, boarded up, closed off in what every single fuck? meaningful way. There is Dude, no way to go down there's there. There's definitely ghosts there if they're dynamiting that shit. Well, yeah, but, like, you really... They, I mean, like, I say this... They really don't want you to go there. They don't want you to go there, and you really can't. Like, no one has, and you really oh can't. Oh, my... They, so they just, they, they just said, ghost activity... Shut it off, boys. Yeah, pretty no much. More. <laughs> they really do not want you to go go exploring here. Oh wow. Okay. And the last last thing I want to talk about is the East Hall, also known as the Heritage Hall, on WMU's campus, a block away from the mental institution, very close, has had a similar ghosty vibe. Mm-hmm. But I did way too much research for this video to actually do any <laughs> research on that at all, and I don't <laughs> care. And there's nothing there. I mean, it's probably actually more than the institution oh. i should have done that but i didn't moving on the last legend kalamazoo civic theater and right. thelma time me time yeah this is what this is gonna be about yeah aaron his time i recorded and he knew fully well i was gonna <laughs> i was watching record. press record and i was ready Boom. okay <laughs> one last story for y'all this evening before yeah. we get into conjecture before you go to sleep and have little nightmares about yeah, the ooh, glowing tombstone <laughs> I hope you don't get scared, because if you do, I fucking hate you, you fucking coward. You know what's more cringe than dying? Being scared. If you're afraid, I want you to, like, If you're afraid, leave. Get out of my face. Get out of my house. Cringe scared. Get out of my zone. Don't let me into my zone. Uh, You know, the the only people who are afraid are Kanye. Kanye hasn't done anything Kanye for the past four months. You know who is a who isn't afraid Eddie, Is okay? Eddie Van Halen a very deceased man a very deceased man and we can make fun of that we cannot we have to honor him bop 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 are you gonna sing bop, Jump bop, the most mediocre bop. song I wanna yeah, hear Top for Teacher I, I wanna hear You're the One I like Little Guitars that's a good one I like Ice Cream Man it's <laughs> a good band that's a good band yeah um rest in peace Eddie Van Halen I'm just doing the most recognizable one <laughs> yeah, Jump is good. Jump is good. And I wasn't even doing it good. I like Panama. Panama's good. They're good. That's a good band. That is a good band. I was at work. Um, They were playing it because he died. Yeah. And they were, like, talking about how, how, like, unique of a guitarist he is. And they're right. They're He's incredibly right. technical. Yeah, it... That's not what this is fucking podcast is about. <laughs> no, actually, no, he's dead. We can, he's dead. He's we, cool. He's a ghost now. We he's a ghost now. It. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen's cool as fuck. Yeah, he is. He's very interesting. 
uh, look into it in, the, in your own time because that's not what this podcast is about. Yeah, like do your <laughs> if you ever want to get into classic rock, Eddie Van Halen and their band Van Halen is cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're gonna talk about the Kalamazoo Civic Theater. Theater kid nerd alert. Oh, theater kid cringe. You know what's more cringe than being afraid? Being a theater kid. <laughs> I won't. I went to school for acting, and I can fully say with full confidence that there's nothing more cringe than being a theater person. It's true. It's true. I you, knew it all along. RS, you are going to need to change. <laughs> you have to change your fully, ideas. Your, your, the way you view the world and the way yeah. you participate yeah, in the world has to change. Your change a different major. Hit me with a wicked quote. I'm going <laughs> to recommend that you... Hit me with a wicked quote and I'll... Th- oh, fuck, I messed up the joke. Hit me with a wicked quote and I'll hit you with these <laughs> wicked fists. Wicked smart. Anyway, now that the Boston shit's out of my system. Oh, fucking hell. Um, Cal, okay, theater ghosts. Theater ghosts are fun because every theater has one, apparently. Like, only one I've ever been to. (laughs) And I've been to a dozen plus theater time. The references oh, here. Echo, I've never. I'm not a theater guy. You're supposed to give me the the whole information. What? Factual shit. Okay, Come on. Just factual shit. Uh, we have the first two books I keep mentioning, the Kalamazoo Civic website itself, Wikipedia, Wikipedia, an M Live article by Salmon A. Thalman, and then to finish it up, my own personal experiences with this ghost. Oh. Because that's how, that's why I want to start the the podcast with the Kalamazoo ghost stories, because I literally have a ghost story of my own. I've got family in high places. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so the history. <laughs> screaming into the mic. <laughs> it's probably spiky. Spiky, just like these drinks. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, they are, they're not... They're not spiked they're um the history the Kalamazoo Civic Theater was founded in 1929 when a group of thespians who used Ugh. the Lincoln School Auditorium for their productions Lincoln. decided they wanted to stop using a school auditorium for their productions and then in thir- 1931 moved to their permanent property on South Street in Kalamazoo to be fair school auditoriums kind of cringe Probably not back in the 1929s. I feel like uh, it's as good as it gets. 1929s, more primitive, less technology, more cringe. Okay. <laughs> I'll take a word for it. I'll think it over. The original theater was in Proscenium, which for the non-theater... Proscenium... I'm going to say it. I'm going to explain it. Proscenium theaters are the ones where you look at the stage and the stage is in front of you. You got things like theater in the round where the chairs go around the stage where the people are in the middle or you got like thrust where it's like the stage kind of goes out into the audience and you got like the three sides covered. It's theater seating. Proscenium's like normal. Proscenium's normal. Like a movie theater. Like you're going to see a movie in a theater but instead of a movie screen there's a stage. But in 1959, they erected a building a block away, as well as a facility to store the things and have their rehearsal spaces, like props and costumes and stuff. They named it after one of the original members of the original ensemble group, Norman Carver Sr. And in 1968, a theater in the round was built in this theater space, and it was called the Suzanne D. Parrish Theater. So this is a theater company of a community theater caliber that has two theaters in their possessions. Now, on to the ghosts. Here we have Thelma, 
Ah, uh, the most iconic one. And by that, I mean the only one I've heard of. And <laughs> in terms of what? Oh, Susanna, don't you love me? Like, I know fully well that whatever is going on is very brief and ephemeral. But what are you talking about? Oh, Susanna, don't What happened? Okay. No, taking the reins, driving this horse all the way to Oregon. The specific apparition of Thelma is a woman of, like, the 40s to 50s age in a black fur coat and a black poofy hat. Sounds like a hot-ass woman. Ghosts. Ghosts. (laughs) 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 Thelma. Okay, so sources say that Thelma was her real name and tell a story about a young actress flinging herself from a balcony and to the audience below after having gone through, like, emotional relationship trauma but that's completely false because I know as somebody who has gone to the Kalamazoo Civic Theater and has interacted with the people there and have worked there that this the entirety of Thelma her name and her backstory was created by the summer camp students that go to the classes there like 20 years ago so whatever Thelma is or whoever she is all of the things you hear about her are things that people made up just because they wanted to make up the theater ghost. But she is a very real apparition. Very Just real. all of her backstory is very unverified, and the people literally made it up in the kids' youth summer camp. Interesting. Um, her first sighting was in 1960 by manager James Carver, who uh, Carver witnessed her play the in- piano. Like, there's another instance of music being played in a different room. Mm-hmm. She also spoke over the intercom fairly. <laughs> what? Yeah, her voice is heard over the intercom sometimes. Really? Yeah, I witnessed that. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, she would just sing along to the songs that are going on. What? Yeah, it's fucking weird. You've heard that? I've heard that, yeah. I'm gonna get to the... I'm spoiling shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get to the cool stuff all the, the very end, I'm, I promise. Yeah, okay. But... I'll get to, oh, I promise. Hold your <laughs> okay, horses. Okay, okay. And then her footsteps would be heard on the stage when people were below the stage working in the op or the um. That's not as cool as pit the last stuff like one. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, she also engages in shenanigans during shows. In the production of Evita in 1989, she flashed the stage lights on and off for no reason. With there being no visible issues to the electric wiring. Just to ruin the show. Yeah, and in the production of Dracula, this is something that I heard from people who worked with the show, not online, so I'm pretty cool, and as much as I've worked with the theater and heard people. She lifted and shattered a crystal chalice. Just, like, it lifted (laughs) off from the table, dropped and shattered during, I think, a rehearsal. (laughs) She didn't like it. She didn't like it. it. She's also prone to swinging the chandeliers above the audience violently sometimes. Like, they'll just swing randomly despite there being no wind. (laughs) Even though they're heavy-ass fucking chandeliers. (laughs) Oh, damn. Yeah. She also has a habit of stealing and hiding props. Oh, that's more fun. Yeah. She'll just, like, hide them from you when you need them. But there was also an instance where an actress reported, like, a pipe in her dressing room being burst. Jeez. Water flooding the room, and all of the costume pieces were carefully hidden in the cubby away from the damage. Jeez. She saved the costumes. Just trying to have fun. This the, is literally the, the fucking the le- vibingest poltergeist the last, in the whole world. Yeah, if you're a ghost, you can't play 
Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Can't play Mario Party 3. Uh, League of Legends? Can't <laughs> think again. Yeah, you, the most fun you can have is fucking hiding, hiding shit. Hiding some shit, but also saving it from the flood. The flood's scary. I played Halo 3. <laughs> Halo 1. Now we're getting you into did the not game play jokes the library. <laughs> the library is scary. She also tampers with the monitors in the dressing rooms. The dressing rooms in all of the dressing rooms downstairs have a TV that shows you the stage. But sometimes she appears on the monitor without actually appearing on stage. That has happened a couple times. She What? She's appeared on a monitor? Yeah, without actually being on stage. You can see the the black-furred-coated, black-poofy-hatted person. You've seen this? Yeah. You've never told me about this. Oh my god, I, I, pretty, I you, promise you, you I have. You've told me about um, the story that you're probably going to tell in a second. <laughs> yeah. but I mean, this is all the stuff I've heard secondhand and also read online. You've told me about the one story that you're probably going to tell in a second. Yeah. But I've never heard, like... The, I, you've never told me that she her voice has appeared on intercom. This is the most fucking active you've, poltergeist of all time. You've never told me that her, she appears in video. She does. It's so cool. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. So... So they'll, they'll just be like a, a recording of the play or whatever. It'll be the live video footage of the stage. Of course. And she's just there? Yeah. Really? And then the second thing she does is she changes the channel on the monitors in the dressing room to show a random wooden room that nobody knows where it is <laughs> with a wooden chair in it. <laughs> what? And this is something I've seen. Oh, just a, just a chair, a room that doesn't even exist? I mean, it probably exists, but I don't know where it is. And the people who probably would know where it is hasn't told me where it is. But it's just a random wooden that's, room with that, a chair. That one's kind of creepy. What the it's fuck? It's so creepy. There's just a room? Yeah. That they don't know? This is my favorite story of all time. That's... You've never told me about that. Yeah, I, this is a good fucking I, I, ghost. I, I always thought that this was just a ghost that was just like fucking bored off their rockers. No, this is the fucking most active poltergeist of all time. Thelma's cool as fuck. Damn, okay. And I want to get to my conjecture on it in a second because it's like very interesting in, like, in perspective for like how people in the theater view the ghost. Uh-huh. I'll get to that in a second. What else has she done? Show She's uh, rescued cows and pieces. In Singing in the Rain, there's a production of it, and one of the actor's hats was literally pinned into his hair, and the hat was <laughs> being pulled off during like a show where people were watching it, and the pinned-in hat fell off of his head, and he had to like improv his way off of it, or the hat just came off randomly. Um, <laughs> Whoa. There was also a uh, flickering of the monitor. I talked about the wooden room already. Yeah. Her most significant appearance that you'll see online all the time was during a production of Steel Magnolias where she appeared fully black coat, black poofy hat, backstage. Like, an actor saw this one woman backstage during the show and was like, hey, you're backstage during a show. Don't you know you shouldn't be here? Do you know where you are? And then the ghost of Thelma spoke this direct quote. She said, oh no, I think I know my way around here pretty well and then disappeared before this person's eyes. Just straight up. Dude, that if I was a ghost, I'd meme shit like that all the Thumb time. Thumb was a fucking memer. But I think I don't even know what Steel Magnolias is. It's play. Ah, <laughs> play. This is a, she's crazy. Okay, I it's because here's all the backstories. I have I guess, my personal story now. I guess before that though, if I was a ghost, I you can tell a story actually. I'll. This is more of an ending thought. Cool. So this is a ghost that I'm very excited about because I have my own personal experiences with her. In 2016 or 2015, actually, it's been a while. No memory. I was in the pr- <sighs> uh, production of My Fair Lady, the musical. This is the third production. Oh, I wrote it down. Fall of 2014. 
So, production of My Fair Lady. This is my first adult show with the theater. They have the two theaters, and obviously I've done stuff in the parish, which is the theater in the round in a different building, and then this theater. The parish has not haunted. That's not a haunted building, but this one is haunted as fuck. So here's my... It's very haunted. Multi-pronged story. So the first thing that happened was Tech Sunday. If For theater people who are not theater people, I don't know why I worded it that way. <laughs> Tech Sunday is the thing you do a week before you open where you run the play full production and then you test the lights, you test the sound, you're on the stage. No, it's like all of the design elements are being practiced. Tech Sunday, for whatever reason, I'm there an hour early because I don't know how to read schedules. I was like, I have to get lunch. I have to get here. I have to eat my lunch and do the thing. <laughs> so I got some Jimmy John's. Oh, hell I yeah. I remember this specifically, because this is going to stick in my head for fucking forever. Before Shout out to Jimmy John's. I can just make a sandwich at home free of charge, or I can go to Jimmy John's. Ten to bucks. <laughs> Not six <laughs> when you're a vegetarian. <laughs> Uh, so I'm eating my veggie sub in the green room for people who are not theater people the green room is where the actors sit when they aren't on stage and they're just vibing and waiting <laughs> yeah. there's nothing in the green room except for vibes um, so I'm sitting vibes. there it's literally me and stage manager who's the resident stage manager who's there the whole time like as the resident not for specific shows but he's just there the whole time uh-huh. I'm there a whole ass hour early and I'm like <laughs> oops I guess I'm just gonna eat my Jimmy John's in the green room <laughs> sitting in the green oh, room that sounds like that sounds like a sad time it was but not for long um, <laughs> and I will say before this that I have at this point met all of the people in my company and all of the people backstage because we had a good couple of rehearsals where we meet the design people we meet the run crew people all of the backstage people are people I am familiar with, especially since I've worked with this theater for like four years. This woman in a black poofy coat and a black hat appears. Uh-huh. She's backstage. She's down in the green room, which is on the, like, the floor below the stage. The stage is on the first floor. This is kind of like a basement floor, but not really. Mm-hmm. And she's in the green room, and I'm like, oh, this is a person I've never met. I'm going to say hi. I'm like, hi there. My name's Erin. Do I know you? And she ignores me flat out. She's looking at collages of old photos. There's like a bunch of collages Dude. of photos of old productions on the wall. Frame was a cold bitch. She's a fucking heartless thought. She's fully uh, ignoring me, looking at the collages, and I'm like uh-huh. walking up to her, holding my Jimmy John sub, like, "Hi there, have we met before?" And she's fully ignoring me, like just not acknowledging that I'm there. And at the second time of asking, I'm like, oh, this is the ghost. Because I've been in this theater before, back in Sleepy Hollow. We did a Sleepy Hollow musical, and we were wholly into that ghost shit. Like, we're like, we're going to find Thelma. What's Halloween? This is different. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Uh, It's also kind of the fall, so it's the spooky times. But My Fair Lady, I'm the only person here. And at this point, I'm like, oh, shit, this is Thelma. So I don't know why, but, like, once I realized it was Thelma, I was like, I'm not comfortable. And I want to leave the room. (laughs) So I'm like, have a good one. Like, I think I'm like weirdly polite and I'm like, just do your thing. Have fun. Still ignores me. I'm like walking out of the room, turn back. She's gone. And this is my ghost story. <laughs> that was a interesting ghost story. I Very don't weird one. And it's not done. Oh. Uh, later that night, we actually do the rehearsal and I'm with my high school friends and they're like, I saw a ghost, dude. I fucking want to see more. Uh-huh. There's a boiler room connected to the green room and i'm like the boiler room's the creepy room <laughs> the boiler room where all the ghosts because you know people are scared of the boiler room what's so scary of the boiler room just boiler rooms are scary i don't know 
Um, the boiler room has a back closet, and this is important later. But the do- boiler room door has a grate at the bottom of it where you can kind of like it's got like slotted really slots where you can see into it. But like it's like a ventilation grate, but like, you can also kind of see into it. This is important later. I bet. What ends up happening is I go into the boy like we're being spooky ghost time. I'm like I'm gonna go into the boiler room. I go into the boiler room. Oh, you bumped the computer. I gotta make sure it's still recording. Oh, it probably still Fuck is. Off. Okay, we're good. Okay. I go into the boiler room. There's a door in the back that's like a closet or whatever. The door is shut. I don't know why, but I enter the boiler room and I'm still... I like fully confidence. I'm a big confidence boy. I step into the boiler room and I get the scared energy. And I'm like, ooh, I don't want to be here anymore. The classic gold cold chill? Yeah. Turn the lights off. Leave the boiler room. I'm like, that was fun. Turn around <laughs> and through the grate in the door, I can see that the lights are back on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck that shit. But then I'm like, oh, I have to turn the lights off. off. I'm wasting energy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know why. Like, that's what I was thinking. That's a weird thought to have. I go it's back like, in it's... there, and the closet door in the back is fully open. Also, it's kind of like... And then I was like, fuck this. Turn the lights off. Leave the boiler room. Walk out a little bit. Turn back. The boiler room lights are back on a second time. And I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So I don't. Although it's kind of like common to, to, to have like... Um, you hear about these ghost stories, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, My ghost stories. Well, like, ghost stories in general. And the people in them don't have, I don't know, like, normal thoughts. Yeah, I got small brain. Yeah. It, it, I don't know if it's like a fight or, flight or, fight or flight thing, or if it's just, um something else i do want to say now that i'm like not surrounded by a ghost i would fight a ghost any day ghosts I'd don't beat scare a ghost me up. no no ghost can fight me i beat him up with my face for whatever reason left in that right moment hook. big scared energy didn't want to be right with hook, it. uppercut uppercut fight 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 wait fight, now okay wait, now, i'm genuinely thinking about it now like I'm, I'm very much not afraid of ghosts because ghosts can't do anything that can move your fucking table around yeah, they can't yeah, hurt ring my, you ring my fucking bell what are you yeah. gonna do ring it slowly you're gonna make me yeah. cold oh what are you gonna do make them the hardest to decipher ghosts video on youtube goose boost no. now that i'm thinking about it i was genuinely no afraid of this ghost and i don't know why I, even if the ghost is real he just rung a bell what's he gonna do scary i don't think so i'm bad at myself for being afraid me too. That's the second part. The other thing that happened was we were fully... Like, after that day, we were like, it's ghost time. We're finding a ghost <laughs> show. Yeah. We went to the dressing room that had the wooden room thing going on with it. Mm-hmm. And there was an actor there. And we, like, went straight up to him. And we were like, dude, we have to sit in this dressing room. The monitor turns into a wooden room. And he was like, that's fucking... It just did that. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, Fuck! <laughs> Uh, and then oh. later, when people were actually in the audience, which was annoying, Thelma would play the piano and then also sing over the mic so that the audience could hear. <laughs> and oh, they probably thought that it was sing? like, yeah. And like people in the audience would be like, oh, it's somebody just backstage dicking around. But no, we were like, oh, that's not somebody in the cast. That's the ghost. <laughs> Someone's, hold up. So they were singing. Yeah. And, uh, over the mic. And you heard it. Yeah. And it wasn't anybody you knew. Nope. What the fuck? Yeah, she's a fucking prankster, listen, dude. Listen, listen. Okay, okay. So I'm a pretty skeptical person mm-hmm. in general with this ghost kind of stuff. I always feel like there's some sort of explanation. Not like in a scientific way, but more in like a, I don't know, logical kind of... I feel like mm, you can explain things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's... Like, I'm always open to the idea of ghosts. 
and ghouls and ghasts and goblins. But, 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 um, if, if there is, I, in my mind, if there is, like, a, a logical explanation, then it's probably that. But you keep bringing up stuff, like, there was a recording of her on audio, you could hear her singing, and it's nobody that we knew, mm-hmm. and then you bring up stuff like, oh, there was a video of the play, and she's in there. What the fuck am I supposed to say? I mean, like, none of it's recorded online, and I do want to make sure that the skeptics aren't like, what the fuck? Like, I, like, I can't republish that. I haven't been able to find it online, nor did I record it when I saw it in the moment. But this is, like, the most seminal... Like, my thoughts on religion are based on this experience, fundamentally. <laughs> because Thelma things are happening that I can't fucking explain. Thelma wrote my Bible. Thelma is my Jesus. <laughs> But no, like, seriously, like, this ghost experience has fundamentally shaped the way that I view the paranormal world, and, like, I would be excited about it either way, but, like, there's no doubt in my mind that there's some fucking weird shit in this world, because I have fundamentally witnessed it firsthand, which is why I saved this story for last and wanted to talk about it, because Thelma fucking blows my mind. It, it, it's, it's, and it's weird for me to, to hear about, because I hear about Dad's, I told you about it. I, I, I hear about Dad's story with the glowing tombstone. I hear about your story with Thelma, and then I'm over here. I have never had any story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you two aren't gonna fucking like lie to me. I'm gonna stand by this. this. Obviously, I'm making a podcast, so money yeah. is gonna come my way if I do well. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm still like, cause I've never had experience, mm-hmm. so it's like. I don't know. What am I supposed to think? <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's hard to trust people because people are going to lie. And I fundamentally no, accept that. No, I don't that. think you're lying. But I also... I appreciate that. But also, since I've never had it, anything like that happen to me, I, what, I don't know what to think. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm in a very privileged position in as much as, like, having these sorts of experiences will fundamentally shape the way that you view the world around you in a way that I didn't think it would because it feels stupid, too. But, like... I don't, like, this is something that I really can't explain through anything that makes a lot of sense. It's a, it's this, I wanted to save the story for last and conjecture on it, because this is the most fucking potent poltergeist of all time. Yeah, it's like a first-hand account. Yeah. And it happened, like, more than once. Like, I had a lot of things that she did. Oh. You've only ever told me the one story. Oh, yeah, no, she did a fucking butt ton my fair lady was a musical that she loved and i do know for a fact that our production of my fair lady was the third production that the civic theater did and they had like a weird anniversary where all the people that played eliza doolittle the lead were in the audience and it was like the eliza doolittle reunion or whatever let's just say if aaron's the pirate thelma's the doubloons yar har har Need the balloons, maybe. Yeah. Yo ho ho, and a bottle of cum. In a bottle of rum. Glug glug rum. glug 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 glug. glug, 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 glug. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. That's those are my. I'm gonna actually. Uh, because I'm big pussy baby, I'm gonna pause and then I'm gonna keep going because I love this footage. Uh, including oh, this, I'm gonna going? cut this. Oh shit. So yeah, those are the four Kalamazoo spooky ghost stories that Kalama I had. Spooky. Any thoughts? They're all unrelated, I, and they're all know, okay. Except for the last one's lit as fuck. I love Thelma. If you see my channel whenever it pops up, then you'll know I'm a big fan of Misha Ghouls. 
Misha Ghosts and Misha Goblins, and they're all Calama Spooky. Uh, I just made a thousand puns. <laughs> I don't know if you made any puns. <laughs> you just were saying words. <laughs> my mind, listen, my mind, my third eye opened up. And it decided what I should say. Thelma entered the chat. Thelma. Uh, yeah, we really just are calling her Thelma. Like, what the? Who's named Thelma? That's like Velma, but that's like Velma with a Dinkley. Th. That's like Velma Dinkley, Scoot. but it's Thelma Tinkley. I think Velma is a lesbian. Maybe, but who knows? Me. Oh, how'd you figure it out? Asked. Who? Thelma. What'd she say? I'm a lesbian. What'd you ask? Are you a lesbian? What'd you say? <laughs> I'm a lesbian. This is gonna get cut out, just because it's <laughs> no, not it's funny. Not, no, it's not. It's gonna stay in. <laughs> okay. It's gonna stay in, and if people don't like it, well, they don't know what comedy is. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have any thoughts on ghosts? And do I have any thoughts on ghosts? Yeah. I don't know. I'm... Well, but you... okay. But do you have any thoughts on ghosts? Hi, my thoughts on ghosts is that they're weak. I can fight them. I can punch them with my fists. They don't have a fucking fist. I have a fist. I win. I don't have any thoughts. I'm gonna be honest. I just kind of got drunk. I feel like um ghosts. I feel like ghosts are things you can't measure. Yeah, especially since we're just kind of talking about it. Yeah, it, it's... it's it, You can look at it in a scientific world. Like, ghosts are not real in a scientific more world. more alcohol than me. Okay, crack it open. The, we can that look fucking at, audio spike? Yeah, I, I saw, saw that shit. That's gonna be a bitch to edit. <laughs> I feel like ghosts, in a, in a sense, are... If they're real, they're something that we can't measure with... with the science that we know. Mm-hmm. I also don't think that ghosts are going to fundamentally jump into, like, any established religion doctrine. Like, if it's a Christian-type yeah. vibe, I don't feel like, oh, this ghost is waiting to get to heaven. Like, you, I feel like there's a weird thing about ghosts where you can't think about it in the lens of your own religion. You have to treat it as if it's something that you're fully expecting to be explainable but not subscribe to any pre-established doctrine belief. That's yeah. That's a really sober thought yeah. that I conjured out of my ass. I get the feeling that... It's probably a dead person. Ghosts, aliens, whatever, supernatural in any sense. It's it's probably something that we've never understood. We've never even come close to understanding. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I like that thought. And that's the energy I want to bring into this podcast. Yeah, All of the it, things you think about the paranormal are probably not going to be subscribed to the things that you're going to hold it up to. Like, a ghost yeah. isn't going to always going to be the spirit of a dead person who hasn't passed. Yeah, yeah. An alien isn't like, always going to be an extraterrestrial person trying to probe you. Like, a ghost in reality probably isn't, you know, your idea of a ghost. I guess. There's something going on of which you don't fundamentally yeah, you understand. you don't. We know what it is. And, you know, I there's a part of me that's like, it's some sort of quantum imprint where, like, a ghost is somebody who's reliving their past day to day. And Thelma fucking ruins that for me because Thelma is somebody who's actively trying to fuck with theater, and it's so fun. <laughs> She's so actively trying to fuck with theater yeah, and is. all the best. I love her. <laughs> Thelma is so cool. <laughs> Thelma's cooler cool. than 
you yeah listening right now no I, me me no, she's no, no, cooler no. than you me listening right now it's cooler than you no oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, thelma's cooler actually i lied to you all oh, thelma's cooler than you yeah you not us but you um ghosts calamazoo ah, just has ghosts Cal- well, Calamazoo has a weird number of ghosts. More it's just than, all ghosts. More than your town, because you're not as cool as Thelma. I'll make an episode about it later, but Dogman has been cited here a what? couple times. Dogman? Plus, do- spoilers? Dogman spoilers? Dogman? Dogman foreshadowing? Dogman X me? Dogman X? Dogman. Good response. It didn't have to do with anything. It moved on. Dogman. Um, that's not gonna be the next episode. Hey, throw Dogman a bone, huh? Right, boys? That's me. <laughs> uh, with Dogman in the doghouse. Do we have any conclusions? Ghosts are fucking hard to quantify. Think, we did yeah, it. I think our conclusion co- really comes down to um um, I think it come. So you're probably if you're skeptical, you're probably gonna relate more to me. If you're not skeptical, skeptical, you're probably gonna relate more to him. Cha. Um, and the way I look at it is you can't explain everything. Um, and you can hear stories and you can have fun with those stories, but there's going to be times when you can't explain it. And when you can't, you can just, you know, you can entertain stories, I guess. And you can even believe in them if you want to. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, I think what he's saying is that, like, if you're gonna believe completely that ghosts aren't real, then shut up. Also, we're a comedy podcast. Shut up. Hey, yeah, shut up, idiot. Fuck Cringe, you. idiot trying to disprove us. Cringe. Get out of my ass. Cringe. Get out of my house. Cringe. I will put you in a grave. I'll put you in jail. I'll worse. put you out for good. Jail, prison, out. We did. Do we have to? Do I have to say? I don't think I have to make an outro. Like I feel Wait, like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Let's, let's try to do an outro. Outro. We, we to, no, 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 no! Don't be fucking lazy, prick. <laughs> no, shut up. I'm no. lazy. Here's how we're gonna do it, right? We're gonna think of an outro and we're gonna do it. Okay. So that was a fun podcast, my brother. Subscribe next time. Subscribe next time. Put and your... I maybe the next podcast will be better than this one. <laughs> Nobody has given me ad revenue. Yeah, and me either. Come on. Well, no one's going to give you ad revenue. I own this intellectual property. Well, I'm doing my own shit. Put you away. Put, Put... you away in the cupboard. <laughs> Put you away like a cup <laughs> or a plate. Uh, um, I'm more of a fork myself. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's a good way to end. Yeah. You should end it after you say fuck you. I'm about to end it now. Well, I'm a fox of my word, and I should probably end the podcast when I said I was going to end the podcast. But I can't do that without crediting people that wouldn't have made this podcast possible if they decided not to help out. Uh, first off, I would like to thank Alex, my brother, for being the guest on this show. All of the aforementioned people who I got the research from, as I was mentioning throughout the podcast. And I would also like to thank Sun El Chiquito, a furry artist, uh, who you can find on Twitter at S-U-N-E-L-C-H-I-K-I-T-O, who did the artwork for this podcast. Lastly, I would like to thank myself. I did the music and the Foley sounds. I did everything. I did all of the things. I did so many things. So thank you, me. 
And with that, I am going to actually end now. So, good night, everybody.